PlayStation. I'm chained. Hello everyone and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host Chili as we talk about news reviews and all that stuff from PSU.com. Go check out PlayStation, check out PlayStation Universe, a wonderful site with all, all the news and stuff and reviews and things and words that you can read instead of hear. Oh, oh we've got a YouTube channel where you can watch words also, I guess. Well, not particularly watch words, but you can watch content. Anyway, with me tonight is Alfonso. Hey, Alfonso. Hello, hello. How are you? Ah, Ben, the world's a cruel place. Last Sunday, something happened to uh, I got robbed. I'm not really going to go into details. I was shaken up, but I, you know, I'm progressing. I'm, I'm doing better. But you know what's, what motivated me to get past that trauma? Well, before we go for, past that, before we go past that, mm -hmm. I will say I find it weird that Gary went to those lengths just to get you back on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, things have to get done. <laughs> <laughs> the things I would do for my friends to get them to join me. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, sorry, carry on, Alfonso. I'm well, glad yeah, to hear you are safe, by the way. I'm glad too. But what got past me that trauma was constantly watching the trailer and the breakdown for Dragon Ball Breaker. Knowing that it was mostly focused with Cell. Yes, get it. Come on, 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 Gary. Join the fun with me. Come on. No, I mean, I'm, I'm also happy gonna get that, that one of the worst things you've seen is the thing that got you through the job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the look of it. Okay, I'm excited, so don't worry. Don't don't. I I'm hyped. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. The other podcast. Sure the other, we can do it here. It doesn't matter to me. Well, anyway, I'm excited. Uh, uh, but seriously, it's good to hear you stayed safe and good to see you here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And as you can hear, we've also got Gary. Hey, Gary. Gary's here. I'm How not hosting this time. Yeah, no. But I'm here. It's because I have the power of sight again. Thanks. Yes, classes. you do. I was about to say thanks, video game, because that's my catchphrase on stream. But no, <laughs> video game. You may as well just order. You may as well just order a backup pair in case something like this happens. Yeah, I probably am. Probably will do. Hopefully after Christmas, mm -hmm. because I've got a lot of expenses going out. So it's ex it's mm -hmm. the most expensive time of the year. Ding dong. <laughs> You can blame Americans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We ruined Christmas for everyone. Thanks, America. <laughs> but I did have some good news recently that I can't talk about just yet. But yeah, I'm looking forward to something that I can't talk about yet. Ooh. Potentially. Some hype. I am intrigued. Uh, oh, and I, no, it's not, not good news, but uh, my GP is like, you should go get your booster shot for COVID. By the way, please, everyone, go get your shots. And it's like, oh, I don't... The day before Spider-Man, I'm like, they keep pestering me to go book it. I'm like, I, I want... Can I get it two days later? <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. They're not giving me yeah. an option, so I'm waiting for that. I'm going to wait until they give me an option. I don't, I want my booster shot. I do not want it the day before Spider-Man because I... It's a long travel, and I don't want to be exhausted for it. Well, like, you can not, take a nap the whole travel, which will help no, you. No, but I, it was like... Like last time, the back of my throat swelled up, so I couldn't really swallow properly. So it was like just painful overall. The last two reactions. So yeah. I will like I'm like hoping that I can get on the 16th instead of the 14th, so I can see Spider Man. If I can get a ticket tomorrow, that is because the tickets go on sale mm -hmm. tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That four that was it four an hour four hour journey that I have to go to almost. Oh my God, you gotta pay more <laughs> for the journey than fucking movie ticket. Yeah, well, yeah, the, <laughs> the movie tickets are only. Um, cause I'm going with a mate. I'll get the tickets for seven pound for two. 
The travel is 49. I wish I could go with a mate. Nobody <laughs> wants to mate with me. Not, no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> well, I don't no. understand the English-British translations of things. <laughs> <laughs> you've, only been, you've only known me for nine years. Who would have known what mate means? <laughs> uh. Actually, I don't know how long now. Has it been like six years? Five, six years? I honestly don't know. Anyway, this is probably the last podcast where I'm going to not be talking about Fantasy 14 for the entire podcast, so please look forward to that. Um, so we're going to go talk about actual gaming other than just... Well, we do have some Fantasy 14 to talk about, um, because it's me. I'm, I'll <laughs> make sure it's all in there. But we'll start with a topic that Gary can pretty much be one of the few people that can talk about it. Well, he can talk a bit about it as well, off topic. Um, Dying Light 2 information came out this week. Um, not just the preview, because that came out, but uh, the file size of Dying Light 2, which is only 21 gig, which is pretty crazy. That's without a day one patch, so who knows how big it is with one. But, Gary? Yeah, um, kind of premature, uh, that file size, I think, since the game is coming out in February and it's still November. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how accurate that file size is going to be uh, at the final release, but, you know... It could possibly be that, you know, PlayStation's Kraken condenser or whatever the hell it's called, the Kraken thing. Um, it's proven to be quite great in compressing files um, on PS5 games. We've seen games on PS5 that are 20 gigs that are around 45 gigs on Xbox. So it's possible that that's what it's going to be with, with Kraken, but I still think it's really premature to say that that's going to be the final file size of the game. Pre- patch or post-patch i don't know uh with the game still four months away personally now we'll come back to you in a second but alfonso what do you think yeah i agree with gary I, uh it, it's too early to determine the actual fossil like you said it's only november well i'm gonna basically say the summer because november is about to be over anyway in two days um and come out forever so it's still what two two months two minutes and a half to do patches fixes mm-hmm. you know fix up touch up on stuff before the actual release date and like you said ben there's always a patch a day one patch for certain games like this so mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm i'm certain it might I, to me personally i feel like it's going to be over 50 gigs at least 40 40 to 50 gigs at least so yeah i can't remember did, we talk, did you talk about dying light last episode or not because i know you, you did the preview i talked a little bit about it yeah do you want to go into more depth about it all? Um, sure, if you want me to. Is there anything yeah. in particular you want to know? Um, the, I guess the combat. I would love to know more about the combat. The combat is great. Uh, if you ever played the original Dying Light, it's kind of similar where it seems very basic. You know, you simply just swing your weapon. There isn't like a whole combo system unless you want to combine specific moves. Um, but there's some cool things you can do. You can, you know, stun a zombie and like it'll fall down to like one knee. And as it's trying to get up, you can run on it. Use it as a stepping stool to essentially escape like a horde if you need to. Uh, you use it as a stepping stool to jump up on a, on a higher ledge or something like that. Or you can use it as a leap off. You leap off of it and you fly in and drop kick another zombie. Or you do like a plunging attack on, on something else. Um, so it's complicated like that if you want it to be. But for the most part, it's mostly just swing and hit. Um, you do get obviously multiple types of weapons. Uh, blunt weapons, sh- uh, slasher weapons. Uh, two-handed weapons uh and of course you can modify them with various um elemental i would say stats like you can have an electrical weapon that uses like a conductor so you have a chance of like because 
um, the weapon I was able to use that had that modifier, the electrical one, I was able to modify it. Every time I would sing it, just be a normal hit, but there's always a chance that it'll cause uh, a discharge. And when that discharge happens, it electrifies anything in its area, like an AOE attack, and it stuns them for a few seconds, giving you some time to do whatever you want there. Um, so it has that kind of um, modification system to it, which was also in the first game. Um, but, you know, my favorite of the two, of all the weapons, was probably the two-handed ones. Uh, like slasher ones, it's pretty easy to essentially cut off limbs off of the infected. Um, there are times where I actually cut them in half, which is really cool when you like see their upper body. Like, still trying. Um, but the blunt weapons are super fun because the blunt weapons kind of work. If you were to play a first-person shooter, they kind of work like shotguns, where if you hit an enemy with it, it sends them flying pretty far. Um, and I love using like this big uh, baseball bat that I was able to get every time I would hit an enemy. Um, it just makes this nasty cracking sound. Um, and like one of the cool things about Dying Light's combat system is the animations they put into it. So enemies react realistically to how you hit them, kind of like Killzone 2 did it, where you, Killzone 2 had like a hit detection on the body where the enemies would react realistically depending on where you shoot them, if you remember that. Um, this kind of has a system like that too, where I would hit. Uh, uh, a humanoid enemy in the face, right, with the baseball bat, and I would, like, break their nose. And you can see, like, their nose is obviously broken and blood is just gushing out of it. Um, you can cripple their arms, you can cripple their legs with blunt weapons, um, which is really cool. But the animations are also cool in the way, like, if you hit somebody, they stagger. Like, say you swing, you know, from your left side into an enemy, right, and you hit them on the right side of their face or something, they would obviously move to the right when you hit them. You're right, they're left. But what's cool, if there's anything in the way, they would react to it realistically. So if there's a wall, they would hit the wall, bounce off the wall, like, realistically, like their head will crash into the wall and they'll fall over. Or if there's a car, they'll, like, fall onto the car on top of the hood of the car and slide off. Um, so they had a really cool system like that put into the game, which just added a lot of more realism to obviously what's an unrealistic world because it, obviously it has zombies in it. Um, but it's fun that way. And like I said in my preview, it's a very brutal game. Like every hit that you do has a weight to it and you feel every hit. It's almost unsettling sometimes because you feel like a sociopath when you do it and you enjoy it, <laughs> which sounds obviously very disturbing. But it feels great. The combat, in my opinion, feels very fun and very good. Um, I was worried when you do the the human-on-human -human combat in first person because it's a melee first-person game. Um, but it works. It still works just fine. You can counter attacks if you time it perfectly. You can block. You can dodge, obviously, in very different ways. Um, and you get skills that, that help you along the way. There is, I believe, a skill where you can run at an enemy and slide underneath their legs. You get behind them, which is pretty cool, but I believe it's... Actually, I'm not going to really say where in the unlock system that is, but um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. So, anything else about Dying Light 2 you'd like to... Anything you want to about Alfonso? Not really. Like I said, I'm getting tired of zombies, so... <laughs> I don't know, I've gotten that really... <laughs> you never be that. tired of zombies. I've got tired of zombies, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm-ish, but use. at the same time, I don't... It's one of those things that... I'm looking forward to Dying Light in a way because it looks like it could be fun with friends. Mm -hmm. That's uh, uh, any game that's fun with friends I care about, even if it's zombies. Um, so, uh, plus everything's leaving February. It's February, isn't it? Or is it later now? Yeah, February 4th. 
Yeah, everything's leaving February anyway, so it's fine. Gives me more time to play that. <laughs> um, I didn't see this on our website. I don't know if we've covered it because it's uh, a rumor rather than actually information. Um, but supposedly the voice actor, was it voice actor? I think it was for Wesker as like mm. leaked art for Resident Evil 4 remake. The, reason, the only reason why I say suggest is because until we get confirmed that he is actually the voice actor, I know he's voice acted a bit in the past, I think, but Capcom ha- has the tendency of changing voice actors. So um, who knows how 100% legit this is, but we've got, you know, count is legit until we know more. Um, and it looks like Wesker's damaged or mutating in a way in the, in the artwork, which is interesting because he doesn't look like that in Resident Evil 4 anyway. So, um, Gary... Uh, yeah, uh, Wesker in Resident Evil 4 was, uh, you started to see hints of his stupid Matrix ability <laughs> that he had in 5. So you start to see hints of it, but um, he mostly appeared towards the, the very later half of the second half of that game. But um, yeah, um, he bro- apparently broke NDA. He was doing a stream on Twitch, I believe it was. And yeah, he essentially leaked that, you know, first he leaked that Resident Evil 4 remake is a real thing because Capcom hadn't confirmed that. It's just been yeah. a long-standing rumor. So he essentially confirmed that it is a real thing that they are making a remake of it, and he shared a freaking picture of it yeah. <laughs> of the character, um, which looks legit. Obviously, um, he has some yeah. mutation on his left arm. Yeah, um, he still kind of looks like Wesker, but he also kind of looks like Leon in a way. I would say, but. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a change from the Wesker that we knew in Resident Evil 4, but it is a remake. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a yeah. big mistake on his part. I don't know how Capcom's going to react to that. But... You know, all that money they paid him. Now they can <laughs> sue him for all that money they paid him. <laughs> back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alfonso, I don't know if you've seen the leak or not. I haven't seen the leak. Um, I don't know how this updated Wesker looks like. I never played for, so I can't compare it. But um, I, as far as the voice actor, uh, oh, no, go on, Ben. I was going to say, I don't think he was actually in 4, was he, Wesker? I thought he was only in no, like, he was the in DLC. Four. He was in DLC. Uh, he appeared in 4 in a couple cutscenes. Okay. Um, at, Like I said, the very late stages of 4, because Ada appeared yeah. there as well, and you found out that she was working for him. I believe it's also there that we found out he has a sister. Okay. No, he wasn't four. Okay. Wesker wasn't. Yeah, so as far as the voice actor, if he played him in the past, this make him play them out, play him again, because I, I hate when companies do that, they, they change voice actors. It, it's not the same. It is always best to, if they did a you know stellar performance in the past, just let them continue playing them, because we already know how people act when certain things get changed. We've seen it so many times. Based on your people seem really okay happens. normally, right? I thought everyone was just like fine when things change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what world are you living in? Because no, that is not the case. Magic but land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all uh, I got to say on that. Yeah, my, my biggest problem with this one, though, is they're remaking four, which means obviously now they're reimagining Wesker and redoing him a little bit. Um, the only way this is going to make sense to me is if they go in and remake Resident Evil 5 after. Because if we're getting a different Wesker in 4 and the same Wesker in 5 of the original continuity of Resident Evil, it's not going to make any fucking sense. I mean... Um, we, 
we the had Wesker Neo, Wesker, and Five, which we had some glimpses of in Four. But if he's not going to have those abilities in Four, it's I don't know. It's it's a weird time, in my opinion, for Resident Evil because they're still continuing the story of the original Resident Evils with obviously Seven and Eight. But yet they're also remaking those games, completely changing the storyline and how things played out. So it's like we have two Resident Evil storylines coinciding with each other in the video game. And I think that's going to confuse a shit ton of personally speaking. Oh, yeah. I, I'm interested to see what they do. As you said, I, I, as you said, I'm expecting a Resident Evil 5 remake afterwards. Just because mm. um, and everyone will say, oh, my God, that's too soon. But Resident Evil 5 came out quite a long time ago. If you look at it like. It might seem like it's been Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 is an old game. That was originally released on the GameCube. And then ported yeah, Resident Evil 5 was like 2009. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's, you might not like the game, but that doesn't mean it's not due a remake if they want to do one. It's not like it's been two years and they're like, well, time to remake it. It's been, yeah. what, if math is good, 12 years to this date. Um, and then you've got the fact that they've got 4 coming out first and then they work on 5. So you're probably not looking at five until what 2024. So oh, that would be that man because you still got Resident Evil Nine. Yeah, so 2025 <laughs> for Resident Evil Five. If they even decide to remake Resident Evil Five, well, I'm just saying if they because do, that's si- that's like 16 years. Yeah, because you also have people who are demanding they remake Code Veronica as well, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. they they would do before they even went to Resident Evil Four remake, but they didn't. They went straight to Resident Evil Four and skipped Code Veronica, but. Actually, it was in Code Veronica where we saw Wesker's Matrix moves for the first time. <laughs> no, he wasn't Resident Evil 4, Ben. Uh, he mostly appeared in the Ada Wong DLC, the Separate Ways DLC. Yeah. But he did appear in the main story for, I believe it was like one or two cutscenes. Huh. Um, but he was more prominent, obviously, in the Ada Wong DLC because she was in direct. But he was in the main game. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Resident Evil. We, we, well, we are, it seems like we are getting a remake of 4. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that we were, but obviously they never actually announced that. They're, so yeah. it's kind of sucks that it was announced this way. But I, I feel bad for the team that's working on it that they're now like, well, now everyone knows. Now everyone knows. They'll still obviously keep it a secret. The only thing is, is how do you surprise people when you actually announce it? This is the big thing now. Yeah. It's like Xbox. I know this sounds weird, but they had a store update where... They, uh, there was a load of games that hadn't been announced yet. Obviously, those games are all being announced at the Video Game Awards. Well, that's but, because they put the Video Game Award announcement tag right next to the fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> so Microsoft announced. VGA 2021. I was like, wow, okay, Microsoft Store. Congratulations. Microsoft just announced a load of their announcements early. Again, by the way, this this isn't the first time they've done this. They've done this multiple times in the past. They've done it multiple times. Well, we've got a lot of articles I've brought up, so we're going to jump into something that I myself find a bit hilarious, but I don't know if anyone else will. Um, we got a, a statement from CD Projekt Red, you know, everyone's favorite video game company. Um, yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 will be considered a very good game in the long run, says CD Projekt Red. Uh, <laughs> now, that's funny. Do they mean in 2077 when everyone has forgotten what video games are? Because I think that's about <laughs> when it will be known as a very good game. Sorry, a good game. Yeah, no, yeah, a very good game. I was, they did say that, sorry. Um, I, you can fix it as much as you want, but first impressions are always what people will go back to. So the fact that you screwed up your first impression means you screwed up that game. I'm sorry. I feel, you know, it's not your fault. That's just how people work. Um, that's how people's impressions are. 
So anyway, Alfonso. Um, very yeah. good game. If it was 2077, like the actual year 2077, I'd be in my 80s, and I still won't get that game <laughs> if it was perfect because of the how badly tainted it was in 2020 and now in 2021. So, yeah, I I, I lost all faith in this company, and, and yeah, I, I'm not playing this game ever. So I, I really don't care what they say. Or going to say down in the in down present future whatever so yeah i'll admit i would have bought it by now if we had had the same deals america's had so <laughs> like best buy had it for ten dollars at ten dollars i'll buy yeah. the game um but we never yeah, had that I deal in that. england yes yeah, so. I, I still didn't buy it see i would have for that price i mean i pay about the same for lunch sometimes so if i convert uk prices to american prices i don't pay 10 pounds for lunch but if i converted my payment to dollars it would be about ten dollars yeah because yeah. <laughs> food be expensive um oh, yeah. and it would still give me enjoyment in this but anyway gary uh yeah um i think they just made a terrible mistake by saying that uh for the consumer i think it's a terrible for game developers it just became the greatest excuse they could possibly use <laughs> because now you're gonna get EA and DICE come down. He's like, Battlefield is going to be a great game down the line. I mean, Call of Duty is going to be a great game down the line. (laughs) Yeah, but they never really said that. They pretty much try to get you to buy the game right away. Um, This is going to be the the new line that everybody's going to use when their game launches like shit, and they're like, it's going to be great down the line. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, And obviously, it, it probably will be, because most games do become better down the line with patches and stuff. I mean, look at Final Fantasy XIV, man. Uh, Yay! It launched in the disaster state and almost bankrupted the company. And now look at it. <laughs> now it's making more um, profit than any other game they have. Yeah, you know you can't deny that. But obviously, it's it's an excuse you can use on anything. You know, everything can get better with time and with more money and more um, development time. Obviously, anything is going to be good. The problem for me still. This podcast is going to be your still. favorite podcast in tw- seventy years time. <laughs> Maybe hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> the problem here for me is that they have still not acknowledged the fact that they should never have released the game in the state, and they never apologized for releasing the game. Um, all it is is excuse after excuse. And, you know, I'll give them credit. You know, they're trying to salvage what they can, and right now it's apparently working on PC because the game has now become very positive in the user reviews on PC, and it's in the top 10 bestsellers on PC right now on Steam. Nice. Um, so they're turning something around, but and, and and I do believe that the game can be great. I'm pretty sure it will be very good when the PS5 version eventually comes out. I mean, they've worked out a lot of stuff, but mm. to me, it's not about that. To me, it's the lack of any responsibility for, of what happened with that. Game. And you know, they obviously have a lot of money. They made a lot of money on Cyberpunk. When- um, whether it was terrible or bad or good, however people saw it, they still recouped all the losses they had on the during that time. So the game was profitable for them. But it is what it is. You know, I have two copies of it now, like a full, <laughs> but also not by choice. Well, one is by <laughs> choice. I did buy the $10 one just because I wanted to have it for the PS5 version when it eventually bought- came out. It's still shrink-wrapped. I have not even opened it. And no, I got the collector's edition... I got the collector's edition by donating to Extra Life, so I have two copies of it now, and I haven't even attempted to play any of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll still probably wait for the PS5 version 
or until I finally see people saying how great the PS4 version is, but even then I'll still rather wait and play on the PS5 because it's going to be that much better on the PS4. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we should go into something that you'd go into some more stuff. Um, you know what, you talked about Fantasy fourteen. I did bring up an a, a article that kind of ties it to Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, for anyone that I've, anyone that's the last podcast, I was able to play uh, Babylon's Falls. By the way, um, go check out the preview on PSO.com. Thank you again to Square Enix for allowing me to play it. Um, anyway, we found out that some of the equipment that's in the beta, or, or at least in the closed beta, um, was ripped out from P- uh, Fantasy fourteen. Um, now this wasn't stealing. They did ask for permission from Yoshida if they could use the 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 um, armor. I did find that I thought some of it looked like starter gear from Fantasy fourteen, and it looked familiar to me. And I I just didn't want to question anything. I just thought maybe ah, oh, it's generic armor like helmets and stuff like that. It, it looked familiar, but yeah, that's yeah kind of how it is sometimes. So yeah, I find it funny that the the armor was taken from fourteen, which is good because there's a lot of good armor in fourteen. I just hope they have a proper glamour system when the game comes out because i did enjoy babylon's hall um gary i think this is bad <laughs> um <laughs> when you have to take assets from another game where the hell is your art team uh well, what exactly are they doing on this game right now <laughs> when they don't have anything ready that you can use of your own design um your preview of babylon's fall had me excited man yeah. um yay it worked <laughs> yeah it worked but this doesn't really convince me of it anymore <laughs> um and again i i have to go back to platinum games here and the fact that i've been hearing for a while now that that company is in serious trouble and i will continue to believe that they're in serious trouble because they have no direction whatsoever of what to do and how to do it um bayonetta 3 has been in development for way longer than it probably should be um we finally got some trailer of that um which was great but platinum games i i just I, I have no faith in that company unless there's somebody good reading um and i know they've gone through actually i think two or three de- uh developers for that game now or directors mm-hmm. um and you know I, at one point yogotaro was apparently going to be involved in that game and he decided i believe to do voice of cards instead um, very good game wanted- by the way. everyone should buy that yeah, uh, Nomura was obviously way too busy. They wanted him to 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 take over it. He's beyond busy right now, so they even as. Um, so they settled, I think, on the director of uh, Devil May Cry Five. I believe is the mm-hmm. one who's leading that game now. Um, so yeah, he's... P. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> making Final Fantasy Sixteen. That wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> no, he's not only is he uh, making Fantasy Sixteen. He's doing Endwater expansion, and he's working on content for Eleven. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah, there's just there was never really gonna be a success story there. You know, Nier Automata was good because they had direction. Yoshi P took control of that game and he, he gave did. Platinum Games everything. Yeah, he's not Yoshi P. Yoko Taro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, Yoko Taro, you know, Nier is his franchise. He got Platinum Games and it was a fantastic match because he gave them direction um since then they haven't done anything worthwhile to really talk about um and you would think bayonetta 3 would have great direction because it's being done by the same people who did one and two um and maybe that game will turn out great but i'm still hearing very 
negative things about the development of that game behind the scenes. And the reveal, the, the gameplay reveal they had, which I don't, I wouldn't even really say was a gameplay reveal, um, as well as these giant dragon battles and stuff, which I don't know how much on rails that is to how Bayonetta usually is. Um, I still have serious worry for that game. And I think people should as well. You know, they, they got a glimpse of it, so obviously it made them happy, but I don't think it was the type of glimpse that, in my opinion, people should have gotten to really understand what's happening with that game. Uh, I'm not the only one who's been hearing this, uh, but chances are um, Platinum Games is either going to go under or they're going to be bought out by somebody. Um, they will not be independent for much longer because they just can't sustain that independent. So we'll see what happens, but... I, I seriously think that they're still in serious trouble. And like I said, if, if this game is supposed to come out sometime next year and they don't even have assets of their own design for these tests to use on like the armor pieces, what the fuck is their art team doing? <laughs> so two words, Gary. Yeah. Simple words. Lazy development. <laughs> lazy. I, I won't say it's lazy. I, I, I honestly think it's a lack of direction. There's no direction at that studio, right? That's why so many of the I games mean, keep getting canceled. Scale balance this big game, and it got canceled. Yes, by Microsoft. And people I hated can. Microsoft for it, but clearly Microsoft saw something that they were not liking, and they canceled it. Okay, <laughs> Probably so because that game had no direction. No lack of direction, which leads into lazy development. Because you have to go to ask permission to use other assets from another game to make your game popular or stand a chance, and yeah, Lazy development. So lack of direction to lazy development, which would probably lead to, like you said, either shut down or another developer buys them out. Uh, yeah, this is sad. Yeah, I, I, I don't see this benefit in the menu. This, this, this just makes them look weak, in my opinion. <laughs> we'll see. I'm interested. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Supposedly, the ARCB, the ratings for Babylon's yeah, Fall got announced recently. So that means the game can't be that far away. Um, so we'll see. We'll see whenever it comes out what it's like. Um, as long as it's not in February <laughs> or January. Well, if it's in February, the score is definitely just like, you fucking, we don't want, yeah. we don't want to spend more money on. Um, some other stuff I brought up. Oh, new Child of Light title supposedly in the works, but it's not Child of Light 2. Um, <laughs> sounds like you've got some thoughts on this, Gary. Oh, god, I never, pl- oh, I Child of White, yeah, t- I think I have the I'm really jealous of you because that game was so fucking good when it came out. It was an Ubisoft title from Montepillar, I believe it is, which was their mm. small little indie studio that they created. Uh, they made Child of Light and they also made, um, what's that war game? I forgot what it was called. Damn it. Oh. Valiant Hearts. Valiant Hearts. Uh, so they had two amazing titles, which were award-winning titles. They won plenty of awards in their fields. Um, but obviously Ubisoft is like, oh, we can't do multiplayer and it's not a games of service. We don't want it. But Child of Light was a turn-based RPG, um, which told an incredibly emotional story with some incredible music. You can probably get it on any of the stores, digital stores, for like five bucks now. If you haven't, fucking do it. That game is wonderful. Um, please do, because it's totally worth it. But um, yeah, apparently there is going to be a Child of Light 2 but it's not going to be Child of Light 2. It's just going to have two of the characters from the, from the first game reappear in whatever game the creator of Child of Light is working on. They're basically cameos. Yeah, which makes me really sad. I mean, at least, th- to be fair, it might be said that there's only a cameo, but 
at least they're able to be making a new game. Mm-hmm. That's some, um, you know. Depending on what that game is. I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> I mean, you said both their games in the past have been pretty good, so. Yeah, both of those games were fantastic. Like I said, they were award-winning games. They they didn't win, like, video game awards. They won serious awards that actually mm-hmm. fucking matter. I'm sorry for the video game awards, but that, in my opinion, award doesn't really matter compared to, like, a BAFTA award. Um, there are some awards that really mattered, and that Child of White won some of those awards for actual high-ranking awards. Um, I believe it won a music award in Canada, too, or a very prestigious musical award in Canada. So. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's sad that Ubisoft went in the direction they went to because they Ubisoft created some amazing games. Right, Splinter Cell. What we have now, don't even bring up Splinter Cell. <laughs> I should bring it up because I want to talk about that story too. <laughs> There's a story on that. I didn't see that. Yeah, about the the bugs people are reporting for Blacklist. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot to bring that up. <laughs> I'll let you talk about that in a second. Let's ask what uh, Alfonso thinks about it, and then you can bring, talk about that. Gary, don't don't get mad, but I never played the game. <laughs> Why is Alfonso still in this podcast? <laughs> Alfonso, I bought the game but didn't play it. <laughs> at and you're mad gave at the me. studio money. And you're mad at me. At least Ben has game. He you're mad at me. Wow, disrespect. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, the, Gary. The, the, no, I, the collection box was really pretty, and it came with like these cool like figures and stuff. And I, what, it, it was like really cheap, so I was like, I kind of want the figures more than the game. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but um, Gary praising it so highly that it actually won real awards that matter. Then I will pick it up. Now I'll check and see how much it costs digitally right now, but and I, I will purchase cheap. it. That game was gonna be my first ten out of ten score too, but I sell it on nine point five. Why change? Uh, replayability. Um, there uh, really wasn't okay. a reason to go back and play it again after you finished it. Okay. That's a very emotional game, and the music makes it so, so fucking emotional. Ugh, I think about that game all the time. Oh, I can't buy it because I already own it. <laughs> yeah, damn it I own it on every system. <laughs> <laughs> well, only on PS4. It is on the Switch as well, if you want on the Switch. Yeah, I'd rather get it on the Switch. Here's mm-hmm. DLC packs. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I had like this cool little light and like a load of cool like extra stuff in the collector's edition like an art book and stuff so i'm jealous uh, if i ever find it i'll send you it if you want sure <laughs> i'm not gonna say no to that <laughs> um anyway you were talking about the splinter cell issues that have appeared yeah so splinter cell blacklist uh fun times there uh that was the last splinter cell game released um it did come out on playstation 3 as well um but Apparently, um, people who have been playing that game online, because it does have a multiplayer, are sending tickets to Ubisoft of issues that they're discovering. And Ubisoft's response to this was, we see the issues, um, and we are not going to do anything about it, because there is not enough people playing the game, and there's we don't have the essentially resources to deal with a game that not many people are playing, which is understandable. Yeah. What's not understandable is going out and saying, if you continue to report these issues to us on a game that has servers still alive, you will be banned from any Ubisoft games. Your account will be banned or suspended at first. And yeah, then if you continue after banned. that, it will be banned permanently. On all Ubisoft accounts. What the fuck kind of answer is that? That that's bullshit. That's, <laughs> like that's I understand bullshit. if actually, I don't understand this at all. Um, 
forgive me, but if you, the servers are still alive, yeah, you yeah. should still be working on fixing things and that, yeah. that have problems in those. If you yeah. don't want to fix those problems, then shut the fucking servers down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if not many people are playing, like you obviously care to make money off of the people who are still playing it, but you don't care to fix the problems they're reporting. Mm-hmm. The bullshit answer. Eat. Eat shit, Ubisoft. You're threatening to ban people for reporting problems with your fucking bullshit. And I'm very upset about that. And that response was ludicrous. Absolutely disgusting and ludicrous response. They should be ashamed by that. Alfonso, go ahead. Tell us what you think. The fact that they will say that, knowing that if, if people continue to report this problem and then suspension and then ban, you're willing to cut your user base Knowing that these people who play your games, mostly multiplayer games, you're they, they, that shows them that they don't care. They they don't care about this. Obviously, they don't care about this game because they're not focused on Splinter Cell. They focus on the the games that they have out now. Yet it's whole bullshit. Like this is like <laughs> I I really companies like them is like don't know why they're still in business because of the bullshit they pull. But it's because they have the money and they're you know well known. Is that they that is is because of that is. They could pull this bullshit. And us people, you know, the users, the consumers, we can't do nothing about it. Yes, we, we can petition, we can fight, we can say this, but does it really make a difference? Sometimes it does, but and and most of the time it doesn't. And hearing this, like, I, I said this already, that Ubisoft is already getting there, like CD Projekt, that they keep doing bullshit and, like, I'm about to just stop playing Ubisoft games entirely. Yeah, seeing this... Yeah, they're 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 definitely they're almost there. Like I'm at my tipping point with them because this this is nonsense. It's bad. It's, 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 it's bad enough we don't have a new spin cell and God knows how long. This is the last one that I played. People still playing it. That should show you that loyalty to your damn game and you do nothing to help them. Yeah, that that's that's the. Anything you want to add, Ben? No, I don't think so. I've, I think you pretty much said everything that I would say. <laughs> it's it's just stupid. It's just a word, yeah. really bad way to say it as well. Like, don't tell us or we'll ban you. That's a, just, no. Nobody <laughs> should, no, no, no. But one thing, you're not going to do that because if you ban them, you're banning potential customers for your game. And no, n- nobody wants to do that because money. So they want more money. Um, yeah. So yeah. You know what? I was going to bring this up last. Uh, this might be our last topic, actually. Um, talk about bringing back servers in a way. Um, some modders have brought back PlayStation Home by making modified servers that you're able to access on your PS3. You're na- actually able to access on your PS3 with all the with a load of the original areas working just fine. Uh, called Destination Home. Now, as someone who was part of the closed beta test for Home and enjoyed Home when it was out, I think this is pretty cool. Uh, I wish we kind of got more. I wish Home was still a thing on PS5. I feel like. I feel like with the pandemic last year, Home would have seen so much success. It would have been insane. Um, Gary? Yeah, this is really cool. Uh, Kudos to them. I hope Sony doesn't go in and be like, fuck you guys and sue them or anything. Um, But I believe this is the same group of fans that have brought back the servers of Killzone 2 as well. Um, You're able to go in and play uh, on fan servers now, Killzone 2 on your PS3, again, if you so choose to. Um, So that's really cool, you know? What was that? I wonder if it's the same team that got um, what is what's well working Metal Gear. I don't know about Metal Gear. I just know those two for now. But um, yeah, yeah, I really thought PlayStation Home had a lot of potential. Uh, I think, quite honestly, like you said, Ben, I think 
Um, if it came out nowadays, it'd be a much bigger success. I don't think people were really ready for something like PlayStation Home back on the PS3. Um, for the most part, it took way too long to even get into PlayStation, like the load time to get into Oculus. Um, but I liked what they had. And, you know, obviously they could have worked on some stuff to make it better. I know playing some of the mini games like Boeing and stuff just took way too long. Um, but, you know, it was a fun little social space, like Second Life uh, in the PlayStation universe. Uh, and I think resurrecting it in some way now i think would be pretty cool especially if you can have like cool little attractions and themes mm. for you know your your various games um horizon god of war like go into like those game spaces like fucking disneyland or something you know uh-huh. how they have that with star wars and marvel now over there they could do a lot of cool stuff and i think if they did it now it would be a lot more successful than it was back then yeah but, uh, it's nice that they that some fans have brought it back. I, I do want to see just how many people are actually on it, though. I would love to try to get on it. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I do have my um, PS3 still. So anyway, Alfonso, what's up? Yeah, uh, I, I was a huge fan of this back in the day. I would say hours on this, just exploring inside that 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 world. And yeah, I, I was disappointed when Sony shut it down. Um if my PS3 was still alive, which I still have it here. I don't know why. I, I need to get rid of it. But if it was still alive and I was able to access it, yeah, I would definitely go back just to reminisce because it was, it was a lot of fun being there when I finished certain games or I didn't even have no games to play. I was just going to home and just explore for hours and hours. So, um, yeah, kudos to the people who brought it back. I hope someone like VRC, I hope Sony doesn't do anything to them to like the suit on because that, 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 that really was a lot of fun back then. I do kind of miss it. And I kind of got reminisced about it with uh, Astro World. That's what it's called, Astro World. Yeah. Yeah. When the when Astro was in that that the the hub, and it, it kind of reminds me of that. So yeah, I miss. It. I don't expect Sony to do anything unless they start charging money. That's when Sony will like no, don't no. Um, but until then, I don't think Sony will do anything just because it's harmless right now. So we'll see. Okay, before we start wrapping up, is anything anyone else wants to bring up? Uh, no. I'm looking. I thought there was something. Oh, I lost my mind. My thought process on it. Uh, no, no, I, I don't think so, Ben. Okay. I know there's a couple of things I was going to bring up, but once VGAs are over, we're going to we're gonna not have much content. <laughs> Why are you I sad? I don't want to talk about VGAs. It's going to make me angry. Nobody well, we're, does. We're going to have to because award show, okay? And I'm I'm, ho- I'm hoping Final Fantasy XIV wins an ongoing award. So, <laughs> you know, you'll be happy if, if Square it... Enix is going to show anything. To show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so shout out, Gary, and how can they contact you? Uh, shout out to you guys as always. Thanks for having me on. Um, shout out to the listeners. Thank you for listening. You can reach me on Twitter at Gagalush. That's G A G L A S H. Alfonso. Shout out to all listeners, to all the followers. Uh, the incident happened with me last Sunday. People need to do better because, like, like that. What I went through is just stupid and and very senseless. Um, shout out to Shannon. Um, right now she's recovered because of somebody's birthday. Um, before she went, she was hounding me, hounding me to go see Raccoon City, and I told her no because just based off the trailer, that movie looked horrendous. I'm not going to see. It. She went to see it yesterday, and she called me through. This, this app called WhatsApp, and she told me that when she come back, I need to pay back for her ticket because she had a horrible time watching that movie. I, Gary, Ben, <laughs> I clearly told her, do not see this movie because it's bad. First of all, you never saw The Other Seven, so it didn't even make sense for you to even go see this. 
But people say, oh, it's a horror movie. It's a horror movie. I like horror movies. Yeah, but it's not the horror movie you want to see. And she saw it anyway. I am not paying her back. I know how this is going to go because I have to pay her back. But I'm going to fight my ass off so I don't pay her back because I told her not to. You can fuck up to that. I guess. <laughs> Just accept it and pay your losses. I don't want to, man. I don't want to. You've already lost. I'm worried. No, I'm going to fight this because I told her not to. Gary. No, I already went. It's your turn. Hey, it's me. <laughs> oh, uh, shout out to both of you. Thank you so much. Um, we'll be, uh, you can find me. I'm just called Chili. We'll be back next week where I will be distracted by a Fantasy 14. Yeah. Look, I'm not lying. Have I'm going to pay it now. <laughs> I mean, Gary No, I'll host. I miss hosting. I will host. I promise. Ish. But Gary will be hosting the next show, which is in the past. And Goodbye. So, enjoy i guess so until next time this has been playstation unchained goodbye